0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour... You'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to The Authentic Living Show. Today, we have the wonderful guest, Don Miguel Ruiz. You know, when Don Miguel Ruiz was a young boy, his grandfather told him many stories from the Toltec tradition. One of these was the story of the sleeping giant who represents unaware humanity. He was told then that one day in Mexico, the giant would awaken, from and from there, he would rouse the entire world. Don Miguel comes to the Authentic Living Show this week to tell us about the upcoming Awakening the Giant event happened in Tijuana between... St- Starting between December the 7th and going through December the 21st, he and his family join together to bring in a new era of enlightenment at the place where humans awake and become God. Author of the mega bestseller, The Four Agreements and the Mastery of Love, The Voice of Knowledge, and The Fifth Agreement, co-written with his son, he comes today to facilitate our awakening. Don Miguel is the best-selling author of a powerful series of books, as we said, including The Four Agreements, which stayed on the New York Times bestseller list for seven years and became the 36th best-selling book in the first decade of the 21st century. He's dedicated his life to sharing the wisdom of the ancient Toltec through his books, lectures, and journeys to sacred sites around the world. His other best-selling books, as we said, include The Mastery of Love, The Voice of Knowledge, Prayers, and The Fifth Agreement, a collaboration with his son, Don Jose Ruiz. He was born into an humble family whose mission it was to pass on the legacy of the Toltec traditions, but instead he became a neurosurgeon who, after a near-fatal automobile accident, came home and became a shaman. Since that time, he's been facilitating the awakening of humanity and comes to The Authentic Living Show again to talk to us about his upcoming event. Welcome, Don Miguel, to our show today. So glad to have you.
3: It is a great pleasure to be with you. You know, this is a, a great opportunity to, to go with everyone and let, let them know the good news. You know, and like we see, uh, many things are happening right now. We can feel the changes all around. We can see that we live right now in a moment of crisis. But uh, what I think the crisis is the opportunity to change, to change everything that we don't like, because this is the way how humanity evolves. We have times of uh, crisis and times of stability. But right now is a moment of crisis, and it's the time to make changes, and that crisis is the result of a uh, Science and technology that grow extremely fast, but psychology is way behind, and this is what is happening. Psychology tries to catch up with science and technology, and we can see all that chaos, all that crisis that is happening, and uh, we don't like it, and we try to change. But on the other hand, we also can see that every uh, natural disaster that happens in the Earth they put all of us together, like the, the hurricane that just happened here in the States, like all those earthquakes, uh, all those natural phenomena. Uh, they put us together that we can see that we have it in us. We want to change. But on the other hand, all those uh, wars, all the violence is dividing humanity. And this is how we see humanity for so, so long. And we may understand that humanity is really like a big giant that is made by six billions of us. Just like our physical body is made by cells and every cell is an individual. Well, we all together, we are humanity and really is like a big giant. And it's a story that I hear from my grandfather when I was a child and really uh, stayed stay with me for um, um, 60 years. I just have 50 years. And uh, I think that it's a, it's a time to at least try to awake this giant, because my fa- my grandfather say that this giant is uh, is asleep and is, is not aware that is that is dreaming, and but I also say that, that that explains all the war, all the injustice of, uh, that exists in the world, the violence, and he also say that the time will come when that a giant awakes. And when that happens, everything will change. Well, we really want to see that giant awake. And, of course, I don't expect that that happens uh, from one day to the next, but it's been happening all around the world. Then we can say that we are in an historical time because we are shifting something that is extremely important. And I think that uh, knowing that we can do together, when we gather together to help uh, uh, people who are in the disaster, well, we don't need that disaster. And only to get together and share our love and our compassion in all the different directions. And, and this is why I like a lot this end of the Mayan calendar that ends in the in the solstice, uh, so, uh, the uh, the winter solstice of this year. We are waiting for a long time, and this is this is. Now at the time, you know, people uh, prophesied uh, big disasters, uh, catastrophes, etc. And that reminds me what happened in the, in the Y2K where when everybody was expecting that the computers would fail and humanity mm-hmm. will be the same. Well, if they came and nothing happened, it will be exactly the same thing here. The, the day will come. And nothing will happen unless we make it happen. And fortunately, yep. there's a lot of teachers around the world right now that they are working for, for this to happen. And I'm so excited because uh, um, in different uh, countries, uh, they're gathering together for the same reason. And, and, and yeah, like uh, in L.A., uh, Barbara McHarvard will, will do a beautiful gathering uh, I will do it in Teotihuacan, and uh, December 21st I will do the ceremony, because we really love rituals. And on the 22nd, I fly to Chichen Itza together uh, with the elders, of, the Mayan elders and elders from other, other races um, that is uh, created by Synthesis 2012, and you know, it's, it's really happening, and of course, like I said before. I don't expect that everything will change from one day to the next. And maybe even after my death, nothing happened yet. Mm-hmm. But also, what really uh, pushed me to keep doing what I'm doing is just the awareness that everything that we humans create first exists in our imagination. And with the action, we make it real. And this is how we create all the civilizations that exist in this planet Earth from the beginnings of humanity. We see that the, uh, the Egyptians, the Hindus, the Greeks, the Romans, every, every single civilization first exists in, in our imagination, and with the action, we make it real, which means that we can make our dreams come true. And honestly, in, in my mind, in my dream. I can see humanity already shift. Can you just imagine that every single human really changed his personal dream and change the story that they create? Because the way to do it is not to try to change and control everything around us, but to change what we believe we are, yeah. our own reality. If we can change ourselves, just like magic, everything around us starts changing. And this is exactly... But we are talking to everyone to please join us in this, in this change. For um, so the people who cannot come to all, none of those events, like, like say, well, at Chotihuacan or with Barbara or in, in England or Italy, the other places that they're gathering for the same reason, then they can do it in their own home. If, if we just align, we can do it really.
2: Wonderful. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking as you're talking, Don Miguel, about um, one of the things that Carl Jung said. He said that uh, we push a thing until it becomes a crisis, and then we can resolve the problem. And what you what you seem to be saying is that we the problem isn't war or hunger or all that. The problem is that we're not awake, and you, your mission is to change that to to wake us slowly, as we always awaken. We we wake up slowly and and to just begin that process, to just say, okay, it's time to wake up now. And, uh, and the fact that you think of humanity as a giant, I think that's a really big deal too because I think that tells us more about who we really are, does it not?
3: Well, uh, this big giant that uh, is humanity, at the same time, it's just an organ of the planet Earth, which is also alive, just like the atmosphere is another organ and the ocean is another organ. And the forest is another organ. And, in fact, every single species who live in the planet Earth is an organ of the planet Earth. And we all work together to keep the equilibrium of the planet Earth. In medicine, we call it the metabolism of the planet Earth. And if we understand that, we can see that uh, six billion of us create a giant. And we are not aware that they are giants. But if we see in our physical body, there's billions of cells, and every cell is an individual, but all together create our physical body. But by the point of view of every cell, our body is the giant. Then if we can awake personally, uh, the giant can be awake also. The way to do this is to awaken one by one. And this is the, what I see in the future, the awakening of every single of us.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely So, okay, so you said that people could uh, listen, be a part of this event even though they weren't, didn't actually get to come to Uh, You, How do they do that? Was there a special station they tune into or or can they just, how can they do that?
3: Well, one of the things that I personally do is I start a countdown in my web uh, that every day I give a a little tip with a and a little uh, homework. And the purpose is to change the main character of our story, which is what we believe we are. Because if we can able to change our own story, then uh, the benefit will be not just for us. Uh, well, as soon as we uh, change our story, we no longer live in drama. We, we live in uh, in our personal paradise. But the second, the, uh, the, the others who will get the benefit of our change is the people that we love the best, like our mm-hmm. wife or husband, like our children, our brothers or sisters, our family, our community, our city, our nation, and the entire humanity. And something that we need to understand also is, is that the children will learn from us not what we do, but what. Not what we say, but what we do. This is what they really will learn from us. And if we have a happy family, if we are happy all the time, our children also will be happy. And if we change ourselves, we also change the legacy that we give to our own children. And at the same, at the same time, when we change or we await the giant, then the legacy that we give to the generations to come will be completely different Let's imagine that in the hundred, let's say 500 years in the future, and the children start reading the history of humanity, and they see the way we live right now. In that point of view, we will be barbarians. They will see mm-hmm. how is possible that they used to do all those things in, in, in that age. How can they used to judge everybody? How to have all those opinions? How can they was looking for God outside in, outside themselves? How okay, can they were searching for the truth and they was the truth already? Then you will see that uh, uh, right now, you know, the truth is that we still live in AstraZeneca, after but not as bad as 1,000 years ago. We're going exactly in the right direction. You see, like, if you imagine uh, waking up tomorrow uh, 1,000 years ago, then you see how they live their life, what the superstition that they believe. Uh, the, um, um, uh, the fanatic that they have, and if, uh, knowing what you know right now, of course, and if you try to share with them what you know, uh, for sure, in less than one week, the Inquisition will take you and they burn your life because they will believe that you make a deal with the devil. Hmm. Definitely going into the right direction.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, direction does seem to be a part of the issue of waking up, doesn't it? And, uh, so, uh, I want to hear after the break. We just have just maybe a minute before we go to break now, but, um, I want to hear, I want to talk to you just a little bit after the break about why you chose Totihuacan to be the place where you would do this event. And then I want to hear some about the ceremony itself and what people can expect to experience there. So, um, I know you've talked to us just a little bit about the Mayan calendar and, and what we can expect uh, on that date twelve twenty one twelve, and not uh, not any big uh, immediate change, but rather a slow beginning, uh, a beginning of a slow process of waking up. And uh, and and so I want to learn a little bit more after the break about uh, the Mayan elders in Totihuacan and um, that kind of thing. So we're going to be back in just a few minutes with more from Don Miguel Ruiz about Awakening the Giant. Stay tuned.
0: This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
4: real estate stocks annuities and other investment vehicles that's the money answer show with jordan goodman on the voice america business channel every monday at 12 p.m pacific standard time Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at Keyword Voice America.
1: You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine five. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews.
2: And welcome back to the Authentic Living Show. Today we're talking to Don Miguel Ruiz, and the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the American Institute of Holistic Theology. You may wonder what the terms holistic theology mean. Well, theology is the study of the divine, and holistic theology is a holistic study of the divine that includes all religions and even transcends religion. The American Institute of Holistic Theology offers doctorate, master's, and ministerial bachelor's degrees, chaplaincy programs with internship, an NBCC-approved continuing education program, and brand-new Ph.D. program in holistic theology. AIHT's programs include degrees in the following holistic theology offering as a terminal degree both a THD and a PHD holistic ministries holistic health and spiritual care metaphysical spirituality and alternative alternate excuse me spiritual traditions which includes in-depth studies of the paranormal using a home study model for distance learning the student of AIHT gets a thorough education in the field that fulfills and offers a chance to authenticate a unique gift for the world. If you want to know more, go to www.aiht.edu or contact Admissions Director Beverly Love at 800-650-4325. Start today getting a degree you can be proud of that will kickstart that career you've always dreamed of using for your own special gift. And as I said, today we're talking with Don Miguel Ruiz about his upcoming event, uh, actually ongoing event, um, up until... Uh, D- December the twenty first, that is uh, happening at Teotihuacan, and uh, we said b- at, just before the break that we would ask more about why you chose the sacred site of Teotihuacan for uh, for that. Would you be willing to share some of the history of that place and what its role is playing in your personal life?
3: Well, oh, definitely. Well, Teotihuacan was built twenty five hundred years ago mm. by the artist. Uh, the word Totec means artist. <coughs> Then, uh, in that point of view, every single human is really an artist. We are always creating. Well, 2,500 years ago, uh, a human had uh, a vision of, uh, of, a, of Dr. Tewakan, and in that vision, he saw what he called the truth. And what he saw in the truth is that the truth is, is only two things that we can actually prove that exist. What is life? And this is true because we all are alive and we don't even need to prove that, it's alive, that that exists. And the other is death. And this is because all of us, sooner or later, will die and we don't need to prove that death exists. Then he called uh, life, he called it Nawal, and death, he called it Tonal. And what he said is that a merging between the Nawal and the Tonal, which means life and death, create everything that exists. It was the entire creation come from life and death. And, and he, in his vision, he saw all those pyramids in Teotihuacan, and he also sees a way to recover the awareness of what we really are. And uh, he called it Teotihuacan, that means the place where humans are awake and become God. Of course, i like to change the last part and say, the place where human awake awaken becomes the truth. And this is because God and truth are synonymous. It means exactly the same thing. Because in, in science that they deny is a religion, of course, they say, we don't believe in God. We believe in the truth. And it's exactly the same thing, really. And we, are, uh, we, love, to, we love riches and all that. And we, we can see that science is really another kind of religion. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, then uh, 2,500 years ago, they, they create this city, and they create all those uh, different places that a human will awake little by little because it's guiding us to what we really are. Anyway, by the end of Teotihuacan, uh, of the artist has been told that they went in two different directions. One merged with Tula and becomes the capital of the Toltecs, and the other one went south and they merged with the Mayans. Then the Mayans, they have two periods. One is before they merged with the Toltecs, and the other is after they merged with the Toltecs. The, uh, the first period is the, uh, the old Mayan Imperium. They uh, believe in a uh, god that is the god of thunder, which is chalk, and when they merge, merge with the Toltecs, then they change the, the whole mythology, and that's when they create their calendar. Anyway, when we are in Chichen Itza, we can see in that city, um, that ruins the two parts of the, of the, story, the history of the Mayans. And, and one side you see the old Mayan Imperium, and on the other side you see the new Mayan Imperium, uh, after they mesh with Toltecs, and you will see the observatory, you will see the a uh, the, uh, big cenote, and you will see the Pyramid of Kukulcán. In Chotihuacan, you find the Pyramid of Quetzalcoatl. Then Quetzalcoatl in Mayan is Kukulcán. And you see that uh, the, the Mayan calendar uh, comes from the Toltecs the same way that the Aztec calendar also come from the Toltecs. Uh, Toltecs, once again, means artist. Then it's not really a tribe, a nation. But, uh, it's just really a way of life. And in my point of view, we all are Toltecs. We all are artists. Even if we don't have the awareness, we are artists. And when I wrote all my books... Uh, especially with the Four Agreements, is just the introduction of the way of life of the artist that simplifies everything, because life is extremely simple, but we complicate everything. And with these Four Agreements, what we we see is how we can make our life extremely easy. The only problem is is that we are already indoctrinated to be part of society and this is why we complicate everything and why it looks so difficult to be people with the world or not to make assumptions etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And this is exactly what we are we are we are helping everyone to understand and to become what they really are instead of pretend what they are not. And this is a, a great time that we really can reach the majority of the people because uh, it's all around the world. You know, we can feel the change everywhere. And I I really believe that it is true what uh, what uh, the founders of Turkey Wacken say is, the truth is life and death. And it's like uh, in your computer, uh, it's just a binomial, it's a zero and one. And from that zero and one, we see All the pictures, all the sound, we create an entire replica of a universe, a whole virtual reality. Then it is to understand that with this binomial, life and death, the entire creation exists. And that reminds me when I was in high school and I hear the teachings of uh, the the, uh, the, the teacher of uh, physics when he said that matter only can move if a force moves matter. And the matter is in movement, only can be stopped if a force stops matter. But matter by itself cannot be moved. Well, it's easy to understand that that force that moves matter is life. And matter itself is dead. And and that interaction is always moving. Like if you see an electron, you see all those uh, electrons uh, around the, the, the atom moving all the time. And creating all the shapes and figures, everything is made by atoms. Then you 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 can see that really the entire creation is just a mix between uh, life and death. And is it, that is also so beautiful is to have that awareness. Uh, this is something that I understood in my uh, in my middle twenties. And when I see that truth and I, I have so much gratitude that uh, my, I start crying because of the gratitude, and that shift immediately into generosity, and I start to try to give and share, uh, to receive what I, to give what I receive. And, you know, it's, it's so amazing how life can change from one moment to the next when, when something like that, like that happens. And uh, it is something that I really love to share with everyone, especially two years ago when I had the heart transplant, it's coming back to life again. In that moment, what I tell everybody is that I will go wherever life takes me. And as soon as I was ready, I went all around the world Already Ten months after the heart transplant, I started traveling. I went like a five, six times to Canada, five, six times to Mexico and uh, everywhere in the States. I went to uh, Costa Rica, to, to Peru, to Colombia, to Ecuador. I went to Japan, to Australia. And I just came back for a, uh, from a journey to Europe. I went to 11 countries, and the message is exactly the same, and it's helping to change the world. And I don't mean the entire humanity or the planet Earth, but the world that we create, our own creation, the only ones that we really can change, and the way to do it is by changing the main character, which means what we believe we are. If we are able to change the main character, just imagine like everything will change.
2: Okay, well, thank you for telling us about all of that, Don Miguel. Uh, there was You're bringing that message from the Mayan elders. Is there more about your role in bringing the message from the Mayan elders? And we just have like, you know, four minutes or so before the break. But I just wanted to ask you if you can tell us what about those Mayan elders and what is your role in bringing that message?
3: Well, those are Mayan elders and elders from other, other races also because they're not just the Mayans. Uh, it is because of the, what well, the meaning of uh, all of humanity get together and change and let go all the superstition and let go of all the fanaticism and to return to the truth, that in, in the Maya point of view, is the return of kukulkan, Khan, which represents the truth and, and, and to let go of all those conflicts, etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Then in, in, in my role with them, I'm I part of that uh, of, of all the, the, the elders. And we don't say no longer the Mayan elders, but the elders of the world, the whole planet Earth, which means includes Incas, Hopis, uh, myself, the Toltecs, and all the elders from all the other traditions, even if they don't call themselves elders, but they're acting as elders because they are the wise people who use common sense in, uh, in order to, to help the ones who, ask the, who are asking for that help. Because it's not about to impose what we believe. It's about respecting everybody else's beliefs. And in these gatherings, we just get together, we join our hearts, and we do a kind of a prayer or, or a ceremony to support the entire humanity. In all those different facets of humanity, since uh, the, the best parts, that will joy, love, etc., to everybody who is suffering, who commit, who commit crimes, to to create war, uh, to to uh, to share all that love into their brain, that they can perhaps uh, do something better with uh, whatever work they're doing. They go in all the different directions, but it's just to put all intent. In, in, in create something new um, because uh, we no longer want to see in the past and carry the past or just the past or have opinions against the, uh, the, the past. It's about uh, brand new. Whatever we do should be something brand new based in our intention, in our love, in our capacity to create something even better and keep that legacy to whoever's coming after us that they will. Create something better
2: than us, okay, yeah, and that being doing something really new is difficult for us. We tend to want to do what we've always known, and after the break, I want to talk with you a little bit more about your own personal story because uh it's so powerful and uh really does offer us a lot of um, information about how we can do that new thing that you talk about there, so um you know we you're going to be doing this ceremony with your family. Um, and I want to tell the uh, listening audience that the ceremony is happening at, at Tarihuacan in Mexico from December the 7th through December 21st. Um, and it's Don Miguel Ruiz and his entire family who will be teaching there and they'll be offering ceremonies to awaken the giant. So we're going to be coming back in just a few minutes. Um, stay tuned for more.
0: What's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN.
1: Many of us make choices in our lives based on how others react. But what should really matter is making our life choices based on what we intuitively feel. By tuning in to The Mystic and the Mystery with Inspired Intuition hosts Beth Parojik and Christine McIver, you'll receive the tools and inspiration you need to do just that. Your fears do not have to drive you, and you are naturally intuitive, creative, and whole. By believing in yourself, you can live the life you've been longing for. Listen for The Mystic and the Mystery, every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now.
4: whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com.
2: Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com.
1: You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews,
2: And we're back for the final segment with Don Miguel Ruiz, who has uh, come to tell us today about his event happening between December the 7th and December 21st at Totihuacan, Mexico, called Awakening the Giant, in which he is facilitating through ceremony and uh, prayer and uh, all uh, the events that will be happening there, uh, the awakening of humanity. So, uh, Don Miguel, if you will, I want to ask you if you would mind – uh, your, like I said, your own personal story is so powerful. Would you share with us how some of these more difficult events in your life helped you overcome the fear of dre- death and truly live what you
3: teach? Well, of course. It's something very interesting, at least in my point of view. You know, the very first event that changed my life is when I was like around 10 and 11 years old. And it's the death of my aunt and older brother um, who was 19 years old, um, he died in a car accident. And before he he, he died, uh, everybody believed that he was the black sheep of the family. And the reason is because nobody really can control him. He used to do always what he loves to do. And and after he died, something incredible happened. All of a sudden, he becomes like the big hero. Everybody talked about him, but, uh, all the positive things about about him. And in my little mind, like a child, I, I hardly understood. But something that I knew is that I really cannot trust what people say because they change all the time. And this is uh, something very powerful that really shifts the way I used to see the world. And another, another one was... Uh, when I have a car accident, and I see my body sleeping in the wheel, and for the first time I see myself out of the body. I witnessed the, the whole accident, and not even that, I protect my body. And the body was that injured even that the car was total. That for me, that the, uh, the idea of, of being out of my body, it was no longer a story. For me, it was something real. And that pushed me to go back again with my mother and my grandfather in order to, to have the same experience, but without the, the trauma, without the accident. And after many years, finally, it was able for me to do that again. And I have then this uh, uh, encounter with the truth, what I said before, when I, I was in the desert doing the social service. In the middle of the night, I walk uh, and I see the stars. And in that moment, without knowledge, I just understood everything. I see that the stars send the light from uh, millions of light years of difference between one to another. And maybe some of those stars don't exist any longer. But even that come from very far distance and so many different times, in that given moment, I was perceiving all the stars. In that moment, I really understood that time, and, and, that time and, and, uh, and distance and space is just really an illusion. And something that I understood at that moment also is that the same way that uh, I perceived those stars, I was being perceived by all of them. Then I look all around and see my beautiful planet Earth, And without a doubt, I knew that it was alive. I feel like a little flea in a dog. And then I see my hands, and I see that it's made by atoms and electrons, just like the stars. Then I just understood that there's only one being, and it's alive, and that being is made by uh, universes, billions and billions of universes. Then uh, I I started sharing more, teaching more. Uh, the, the next big deal, the next big event happened in my life was my heart attack. It was in February 28, 2002, I, uh, a big pain woke me at 4 in the morning, and I had the sensation of dying. I had a very strong pain, but at the same time, I was so excited, I knew this is it, I knew that... I will have the greatest experience by leaving my physical body. Then, of course, I call 911. I let them know about my symptoms. And then I call my manager and say, This is the great opportunity. Tell all my apprentices that I have in a heart attack. And if they can come to see me, they will see the, the easy and the best way to let go of their physical body. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't understood at the time is that being in intensive care. don't allow anybody to go and see me anyway Mm -hmm. that was a great great experience i want to share uh, everybody how to die but only i only can do it with one person my son my middle son jose that he came to see me and he never saw me in in that in that position extremely sick and dying and lucid he started crying and he started saying father father please don't die And it's something that I didn't expect from him. Then uh, as more as I could, I stand up a little. I look into his eyes, and and I tell Jose, because this is his name. Jose is the one who wrote the chief Agreement. Uh, This is the way that you will celebrate the death of your father. Get out of the room. beat yourself and come back, because I have something very important to share with you. He was in a little shock. He went out. A few minutes later, he came back and it was completely different. Then he looked into my eyes, took my hands and said, Father, now I understand. You know, I've been very, very selfish. I can heal with all my pain and I was taking perhaps the last moments of your life with my pain and you're not even dead yet. I understood what you mean completely because when I was outside in my imagination, I shifted places. I see that I was the one who was dying, and you were suffering because I was dying. Even I went a little further. I was already dead, and I saw you change your life completely to be only in the, in the house, not coming out, that you stopped, stopped writing, and that you just thinking and thinking about me, that you were using me to suffer. And I say, and he, then he told me, and now I know that I was using you to hurt myself and you will be the biggest excuse to make myself miserable because at that moment I understood that suffering is really the biggest addiction that every every human has. We just don't want to see it because, he said, we, we are here to enjoy life, not to suffer life. Yeah, of course I have a big smile and say, well, I, I don't think I have nothing else to say. The only thing that i that left to tell you is that just be skeptical because uh, uh, your, your brothers and, and the rest of your family will come and uh, will tell you what I wish and what I don't wish in my life, Then just don't believe them. Anyway, after that, I was nine weeks in coma, and they was ready to unplug me when I finally opened the eyes, and the doctors told me that I was living only with the 16% of my heart capacity, which means that I don't have enough blood for all the organs and the muscles, etc. which means that I was living every day in pain since the moment I awake until the moment I went to sleep. The doctor told me that there's no way that I can have my life the way I did it before, that I have to spend my life in a sofa, uh, reading books, watching TV, but there's no way that I can start teaching and doing lectures or whatever I did before. And, of course, as soon as I was able, then i go back right away to start teaching, to sharing with everybody, because this is my passion. Then uh, the 16% of the heart capacity really uh, made me slow. But uh, something that I was uh, doing at that moment is to live every single day like it was like the last day of my life, something that I used to do even long before my heart attack. But that was for sure. Because my body was dying, and the doctor told me that maybe I survived one or two years, well, I survived eight and a half years in that condition until I finally had the heart transplant in october nine two thousand and ten and once I came back from, uh, from the, the, the heart transplant and I wake up, that's when I say, "Oh, from now on, I will go wherever life takes me and this is when I start imagining the what I can do for the, for the end of the Mayan calendar, and that's when I start traveling around and I went to all those countries. And, and finally, I'm here uh, just waiting for this moment to happen. And wow. a couple of weeks of, uh, of the end of the Mayan calendar, and there's a lot to do more because it's just one step because after that, it's about family. Okay. I will gather um and we will lecture all around. It will be wonderful.
2: Okay. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And you know, I think that what you're saying there is that regardless of what happens to us, there can be found something beautiful in it. And I know you've got some ceremonies at this uh event uh that that you wanted to share with us. So could you describe the ceremony of awakening and its symbolism? And we just have a few more minutes, but I wanted to ask you to do that so that our listening audience would know a little bit about what to expect at Todiwakan.
3: Okay, wonderful. The, from the 17th to the 21st, we will do a very uh, strong process facing the obstacles that we have in order to become what we really are. These obstacles, the first one, looks the bigger one, but even that is that, is fear, irrational fear. Then we will deal with power because we become a victim of power and we really have a struggle to control or let go power, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. After that, we will face knowledge, which is uh, what we create and we give our personal power to knowledge, and knowledge becomes a big type in our life. After we face knowledge, the only thing left is death. We, once, once we uh, pass knowledge, we no longer are afraid to die, but don't, we, don't, we, we don't wish to die either because we love life, and we will enjoy our life for the rest of the time that we are in the physical body. Then This is for the uh, individual who is going in, in this deep process, and for the rest of humanity, which uh, the ceremony will be in Teotihuacan the 21st, and the, uh, the solstice. And in that ceremony, we will detach from the old way of being. We will, we will represent the death of that humanity. But just the Phoenix, we convert from the, ages, from the ashes and start a new way of life, you uh, like uh, we do for, uh, as individuals, we finish our own world and we create a new world which is being based in love and joy and happiness. And this is a ceremony that will be extremely beautiful. And I really hope that everybody can join us. And for the ones who cannot come with us, they can do exactly the same thing to prepare themselves for that day. You know, there's uh, many other teachers, and I'm not the only one. Of course, my book uh, is just tools for them to, to reach that point. But also, there's many other teachers like uh, Barbara Marshallton that we do that in, in here in LA and in different uh, countries in the world. They will be aligned for, for this beautiful event.
2: Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I want to thank you for for being a part of this, for the message you share, for the beautiful books that you've written, for the way that you are steady on uh, giving us a role model for what you've just said about power and knowledge and the death of the old and the rebirth of something new and, and really living that out. Um, from what you've said about your life and what I know about your life and what I've read in the books, there's a... A real, uh, there's definitely the power, there's definitely the knowledge, and there's definitely been some deaths and some rebirths. So I really appreciate your work, and I want to thank you for it. And uh, I really want to thank you for being here with us today, because uh, it's very meaningful that you would come and want to share with us this powerful event in which we are all, as a human species, being challenged to wake up and learn about our power, learn who we actually are. And and to begin to pro, to walk into that new life that we actually are instead of living out who we are not. So thank you so much for being here to tell us about that today, Don Miguel.
3: Well, you're very welcoming. You know, this is my passion. This is what I love to do.
2: Yes, yes, and you can tell it is absolutely, and I love seeing that passion. So um, next week, we're going to be talking about uh, the challenge. After this challenge today, after we've wakened up, we're going to be talking about a new feasibility project called Peace on Earth. So you don't want to miss that. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself.
1: Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.
0: Thanks again for listening to the preceding program, brought to you on the 7th Wave Network.